by the, 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 the DG. I really appreciate that particular type of leadership and, and direction that we are seeing. Honorable Minister, um, I'm going to try and avoid the questions that my colleagues have raised, but I am at pains not to take off from where Honorable um, Lenzana uh, stood with regard to issues of quality assurance of the PPEs. That gives us sleepless nights because, Minister, and and uh, uh, and team, if the, the 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 quality of the PPEs are questionable, then it explains the challenge in terms of infection rate in the health sector. And I would really want to encourage the minister and team to engage the South African uh, Bureau of Standards to make sure that. Whatever is produced locally in South Africa, but also that which is brought in from outside the shores of this country is of a quality that can also enhance and protect the lives of our people. The, 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 the equally so, it speaks to the issue of the, the cost of this uh, PPEs to the state. I don't know why we... we, 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 we are not uh, able to make sure that the cost, especially even in in terms of the for the education sector, Minister as uh, William Kiza, you would know that if there is low quality uh, supply of sanitizers in our schools, as well as the quality of the masks, it is going to have a direct burden on the Department of Health, which is already a, a burden. By the challenges that 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 we have, Minister. Another thing, it's very worrying. The situation that we heard and saw on TV with regard to the safety of our children who are quarantined in 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 or or in 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 hospitals uh, for for COVID. I mean, how does it happen that a baby? because a toddler of two years is a baby, gets raped in a health facility. That in itself, a, a minister, you would remember, we were reeling still from the challenges of the baby that was raped in the Northern Cape at six months, baby Tsepang. And, and, and the situation of babies being raped in this country is just a, a worry. And for babies to get raped in, in a hospital facility, it is actually even more a, 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 a concerning. And uh, I would want to know from the minister and team, what is it that you together with provinces are going to do to enhance the safety of the people who are in healthcare facilities, be it babies or the, the most senior of the, the, the patients that you, you, you get there. And we need to actually, because I was looking at it Honorable uh, 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 Deputy Minister Joe Pata, at looking at 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 at, at that hospital injury, and, injury time, Peter. and saying it would mean that the entire team in the hospital, from the CEO down, is is already a, a, a suspects. I would I would do that as a, when investigating. But Minister, there's also another situation emerging at Tembisa Hospital. I'm taking from Honorable Mlenzana uh, 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 by raising hospital-specific issues, although I know that this matter needs the attention of Houting. But as the, 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 the ministers overall responsible for the health of the nation, the horrors of horrors we read about the treatment of mental patients at, at, at Tembisa Hospital at Ward 7, as well as the medical patients at Ward 16, leaves much to be desired. Minister, there is an appeal from a family of a Nomalangamguni whose father was treated badly at uh, Tembisa Hospital. I would give you the, the details at a, a later stage, as also Justin Kekana, whose aunt was also treated badly. I don't know, Minister, whether the medical legal challenges that we saw with regard to, to life as it many has not taught us any lesson. And I think it is important that some of these cases be followed up and be attended to because 
You cannot have a situation where people are treated like that. They, 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 you, 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 you carry the responsibility, Minister, and people will hold you responsible for this. But in reality, there are nurses and doctors and other health providers at the hospital levels who are not necessarily carrying through the patient's rights charter as well as the Batupili principles. And they are creating nightmares for you, Honorable Minister. So I, I would be, believe that some of these things truly need the attention of the, the DG as well as the other uh, uh, health officials. I'm sorry, Chairperson, uh, 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 my apologies. <laughs> apologies accepted. Honorable uh, Kaiso. Yes, uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair, and thank for the presence of the Minister and his team. We wish we had enough time, Chair. Uh, we are now under pressure because we want to deal with this uh, uh, issue of supplementary budget. We wish in future we had this full session uh, with the Ministry where, where we are able to elaborate more on the issues. But firstly, let me start with the difficult ones. Uh, the president has spoke about the, the need of employment of about uh, 12,000 health workers uh, uh, during this period. I just want to get from the ministers uh, that do you think that maybe this supplementary budget uh, and your reprioritization does, will it be able to accommodate this uh, immediate injunction that has been made now by the president? Secondly, is the reductions. Uh, reductions, there's also the question of infrastructure, <clears throat> the main infrastructure and maintenance, which is very central to what has been said by the president and, 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 and uh, many statements from uh, 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 have reiterated the importance of maintenance and infrastructure. But now here, it does seem that the NHI and other dilapidated infrastructure uh, is going to be affected uh, due to these cuts. And yet we are talking about uh, re-engineering of primary health care, uh, et cetera. But I want to get to understand how does this thing corroborate to the issue of the need to boost the health, the capacity of health we can deliver during this difficult time where there, are, there seems to be a concern that uh, the, the dilapidated and infrastructure of uh, uh, hospital institutions will remain you know, affected by the cuts or reprioritization. Uh, isn't, is, aren't you not concerned about this situation? Because I believe that this is the time that now these actually have to beef up instead of uh, cutting down. <clears throat> And I, want, I don't want to talk about the issue of uh, community health workers. Uh, it has been covered. I wanted to talk about it, uh, but I think I'm covered by that, uh, Chairperson. And lastly, is on the. I want to ask this question: whether you actually agree with this, uh, what the Treasury has done to to cut 20, 22.7 million re uh, reduction on NHI grant. Thank you very much, Chair. <clears throat> Thank you, Honorable Kaiso. Honorable Tangini. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, Chair, let me just come in, um, and that's why it's so very hard to speak after uh, Honorable Dipur, because our, 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 our way of questioning goes almost the same line. Uh, 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 we think, uh, we yeah. think, we think. Okay. Do you hear me, Chair? Yeah, just 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 hold for a for, for I a lost the member. No, no, just hold for a second. Honorable members, please switch on your your videos. Please switch on your videos. Please your videos off, uh, Madam. Difficult to check on my video. Okay, you, you you can leave if it's uh, if it interferes with your connectivity. Please you can yeah. leave. But but the rest, please have your videos on. On Honorable Tangini, you, you are starting from. Scratch zero. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Chair. Now, as I was, uh, I was saying, Chair, I also just want to come in on the 
on the the one of the two-year-old child that was raped. <clears throat> Sorry, at a health facility. Uh, you know, like I, one can just imagine what the parents must go through to land at that trauma. So, and the child itself. Uh, so, the minister and this department need to take full responsibility for the incident. And, and, and we should even encourage the family to take the department to court because they should ensure each and every person's safety, especially women, because we know what the crisis is with the rape culture, the abuse culture that are currently in South Africa. Men have declared war on women. So the department needs to take full responsibility in that regard of that two-year-old that was raped at that facility. Two, uh, a chair, it's on the, the, the um, and the previous member have raised it on the infrastructure. We know about hospitals that are in dire need and the, the structures are falling apart. Now, the 1.1 billion that was cut on that infrastructure uh, or projects that was postponed, where is the list of these facilities that will be affected? Can we be provided with a list? Even if it's not now, we will even accept it if, with a mail um, written response chair via mail so that we can know and track uh, these projects that were postponed uh, uh, due to budget cuts and reprioritization and so forth. And then the last one, uh, Chair, is on the quarantine, sorry, the quarantine sites as well. And linking it up as well with the uh, understanded PPE. As the honor, uh, uh, member of, of the Eastern Cape have, have, have said, there are now also a case where students are infected and it's going to go to hospitals and all of these areas where the departments are getting under uh, 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 quality or so forth. I don't know what is the correct English word share. Otherwise, I will have to say it in Afrikaans. Um, sanitizers and PPE. What is the Department of Health doing in that regard to also ensure that these PPEs that are going to hospitals, clinics, and so forth are of a good standard and a quality standard because our health workers are complaining. And then also to come in on the Tembisa issue because we all went and do oversight at the Tembisa hospital. There's a concern there about the, 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 the manager of the hospital and several healthcare workers have complained. He is running the hospital as if it's at his home and he's demanding even sex for a job. So such individuals mustn't find space within our society and within the department. So what is the minister going to do regarding the Tembisa Hospital in conjunction with the several uh, complaints that Honorable Dipua have also mentioned? about the mental ill patients and so forth at the Tembisa Hospital. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, uh, uh, honorable, honorable members. If I, if, if, I would, if I were to join, Honorable uh, uh, Minister, the President says uh, pro, the pro, about the proverbial silver lining of the pandemic that we are having, that uh, um, do, do you see the department uh, moving away from importing a number of uh, the medical equipment and starting uh, manufacturing here at home. For instance, I saw that you are buying a lot of thermometers. Are they locally manufactured or are they imported? But I'm just picking up on one. Uh, I, I would like to challenge the department to work on this one. <clears throat> uh, the challenge to uh, the department to come up with a strategy of using health budget and the health sector to reignite and transform the economy. Um, <clears throat> so um, I'm, I'm challenging the department to work out on, work out on that um, uh, because 
it's one of the departments which spends a lot of money, uh, but we'd like to see that money circulating here in the country. So I've just given that, uh, and uh, I would like us to uh, to engage in future around this. And I think in the meantime, if you could start working out something, and would like to uh, uh, to engage with it. <clears throat> um, my my other question is around the bucket system, uh, honourable minister. Kabazela, this um, um, committee has been seized with this matter of the bucket of the bucket system, uh, I, uh, and the health hazard that it provides. I just want to 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 check whether with education or water um, and sanitation, whether uh, you you do engage, and what are the outcomes of 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 that? Because uh, there's nothing uh, of all the other things when it comes to this thing, apart from the in, uh, the indignity that it uh, visits uh, to our people, the health hazards, which I think that department would be uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, better placed to, to share with us exactly what is happening around that. And when you engage uh, with, your, uh, with your colleagues, what is the outcome of it? Because it seems to be a perennial problem. But even... Uh, uh, <clears throat> What is us is that we have got budgets meant for this coming back and uh, and and being uh, <clears throat> uh, money being taken back to national treasure. So we just like to hear your comment. And lastly, from my side, uh, what is the position about the claims against the department? Uh, we we heard that these claims are keep on uh, <clears throat> growing and growing. Uh, do you? Let, let me say, are they under control? Are, are they perhaps some of the risks that may be facing us in future? Honorable Minister, um, you you have until 20 past with, 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 with your team to engage with the questions which you can today. But uh, as the oral members were saying that uh, uh, perhaps some of, 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 this, uh, <clears throat> of these questions, uh, if you were to uh, 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 provide them in, in writing. But I'll request you to, to deal with what you, you can with your, with your team and also greet the, uh, the, 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 deputy, the deputy minister. Welcome. Uh, thank you, Kabazen. <clears throat> thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members. May I request that the first set of questions that relate to the financial issues be dealt with by um, the CFO, the next questions would be dealt with by the DG, and then the DM will come in and I'll also come in. Uh, we obviously don't have a lot of time, it looks like, from your estimation. We probably got five minutes each, and so we'll keep it like that. And then um, whatever we may not be able to deal with, we might just request that the members favor us with, the, with their script so that we are able to try and follow them up and respond uh, you know, uh, in writing and get back to you. So maybe... Kabazen, uh, Kabazen yes. uh, you have got until 25 past, so you have got 30 minutes. Amongst 30 minutes? Yeah. Okay. All right, then uh, between the uh, CFO, let's ask the CFO to come through. Uh, we'll still give, let's give him about, uh, between CFO and TG, let's give them about uh, uh, 15 minutes. We'll come in at the end with the, with the, the DM uh, also for the same period, uh, same amount. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll look at some of the financial ones and some of the salient points that were raised. Um, in terms of the, the initial request uh, to the to the National CF, Treasury. CFO, CFO, can you switch yeah. on your video, please? Sure, Chair. Yeah. All right. So just to say that on the on the matter of the of the 37 billion requests, um, obviously a number of, of, of items would, would not have been been addressed by this, and would probably be addressed by the provincial equitable share uh, to some extent. But let me just pick up on the ones that I think are quite important. First one uh, was the issue of the oxygen, um, and there is a big matter on oxygen as it stands now. Um, and we will have to request provinces to reprioritize to oxygen uh, further. The issue of the pharmaceuticals, um, the minister has requested that there be a block of about three months on the on the on the the pharmaceutical matter. 
and this has not necessarily been been addressed to that to that extent, um, which also impacts on the supply of of of, of pharmaceuticals and our supplier um, capability. Um, although we've dealt with the matter of the HR uh, in terms of the uh, Cuban Brigade, there are still there is still some um, some shortages when it comes to the HR uh, search matters. Um, and although provinces have uh, have employed quite a number of of of, of uh, healthcare workers, um, those funds will have to come from the provincial allocations that have been earmarked. Um, the HPV grant. Um, Per se has not has not been 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 reduced. It's still within the the HIV component uh, of 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 the grant. But just to keep in mind that this is a that that the spend on this is very cyclical. Um, and normally towards to, to towards the end of September and then towards the end of of April. Um, and the, I do believe, and I'm not sure, but there, there was some there, there is some reduction of of the numbers um, that, that 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 needs to be to be to be vaccinated. Um, the the TB uh, the, the issue of the of the of the TB grant again as I said it's still within the conditional grant of the of, of of the bigger HIV grant and there was no real reduction in terms of of of, of that um, but there was equally no additional funds um, also allocated to, to that the the reduction or the seeming reduction of the facility revitalization grant. Again, it, it's, it's an issue of reprioritization within the grant. So the funds do remain within that grant, um, although it, it would then be reprioritized towards the COVID activities, which could be a quarantine facilities, um, some of the field hospitals. Um, um, so that's where so that's where the reprioritization of the revitalization grant um, would go. Yes, it's true that the that 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 it would mean that some projects. Would have to be um, either delayed or would have to be considered in the new financial year and not be taken up in this current financial year. That is, that's a different possibility. The other risk as well is that if there's been if there's been serious commitments on these on these some of these projects, um, they might they might be they might be uh, um, contractual commitments and contractual matters to be addressed towards the end of the financial financial year on on these projects. In terms of the Quality assurance of PPEs. I'll just touch on that briefly. Um, we have developed uh, quite a quite a quite extensive list of list of specifications on these PPEs. We've identified about 17 crucial items on PPE. We've worked with the National Treasury uh, in particular to make sure that the specifications um, um, are sound, and we've and we're looking at a new set of specifications as well, uh, which will which will first have to to discuss with the National Treasury as um, the issue of the cost of PPE, the, ex exactly, it's ex extremely, extremely expensive and there's a big amounts going through on that. Um, we have, in terms of the section or instruction note five, um, fixed some of the prices on these PPEs um, and given provinces guidelines to say that these are the maximum amounts that can be spent on a particular item of PPE. Um, but Jay, you would also realize that it's it's very very dependent on on the supply and demand at the time, um, and uh, uh, yeah. So the price issue of pricing, uh, we've tried to take care of it uh, through through that mechanism. Um, I think I've spoken about the the issue of the reduction or the seeming reduction of the infrastructure of the infrastructure grant. Um, the the NHI grant, um, the 22 million that is reflected there. Um, was was is mostly for the for the for the recruitment of the GP contract uh, 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 GP contracting, and the only province that was that was affected on this one was Limpopo. So Limpopo was able to redirect some of those funds to to COVID uh, nineteen activities. Other provinces allocations uh, essentially remained the same. Um, that there was no 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 reduction in in, in that. Um, in terms of, let me just touch on it briefly on the issue of the recognition of the economy. Uh, definitely, we 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 we're looking at 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 at, at local suppliers, uh, but not only local suppliers in terms of what's on the central supplier database, but also in terms of local manufacturing. Um, and I did mention in particular the issue of the ventilator project that is coming off uh, quite significantly. Um, and although we we do have 
a number of, of, uh, of donations on PPEs. We have found that, that some of our donated PPEs um, do have issues of quality, uh, which we have to refer back, and we and we actually uh, working closely with the uh, SA Bureau standards to have it tested before before we before we distribute to the to the um, province to, to the to the provinces. Um, Chair, I think these were all the the technical financial um, uh, questions that were raised. Unless I've missed anything, I can then hand over to the uh, Director General. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, uh, the, uh, uh, Honourable Chair Schrenge and, um, uh, and Honourable Members. <clears throat> the CFO has uh, handled uh, quite a few questions. Um, the one that I'll start with is um, how long will the restructuring of the department take? Uh, I must say we are very advanced with this process. Uh, we are now finalising the business case with the Department of Public Service and Administration and we've given ourselves six weeks to finish the project so that it's finalised. But from the side of the department and the minister, everything has been done. We're just now working on the process to get approval uh, from DPSA. And then in terms of the vacancies, may we request that we submit. We do have this information quite detailed. We will submit that in writing uh, to the honourable committee uh, through the, secret uh, the secretariat of the committee. The issue of community health workers uh, um, uh, uh, that was referred to by one of the honourable members, uh, it is an issue that has been on the table for a long time. Uh, maybe the minister will touch on that one, but there is an, a National Health Council decision on how they should be handled. There was never an intention to have them employed full time, uh, uh, but there they, is quite a, a, a strong pull that has been put in place for the provinces. And I must say that um, it has moved a long way. Initially, some were employed by uh, NGOs, some were employed by government, and then that was corrected. There was also standardization of the stipend and linking it up with the minimum wage in South Africa. So there is work to that effect, uh, but the department is continuously working on that together with the unions. And there is an agreement actually signed with the, the unions at the health sector bargaining chamber uh, on this matter. And then the specific questions on a number of facilities is including Sulengama, Eskangeni, Maluti Health Center. I would like to uh, to go back and so that you are able to report accordingly uh, on this one. The, the CEO has touched on the the PPE, um, uh, and 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 we must say that uh, as a department, we are seriously worried about the, the 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 loss of life for the healthcare workers due to COVID. And we're doing everything, working, of course, with the unions and a number of structures to ensure that this matter is, is addressed. I must also say that through our infection prevention and control, we've made a guideline available for the for the NGOs. Uh, my, my apologies for actually the, the, the workers to say who should use what. For example, a nurse who's working in theater cannot use the same uh, PPE as a security guard at the gate. There are specifics that uh, who should use what, but sometimes there is a misunderstanding which we continuously communicate. For example, that you cannot have an N95 mask if you are working at the gate or you are, you are, you are, you are a cleaner, but if you are in theatre, this is what you use, this is what you use. So that's a continuous exercise for, so that we understand each other. You will then find out that in some of the areas, not that we're saying there is no shortage of PPE, it's just a misunderstanding that a person at the gate wants to wear the gown, wear the goggles, where the shoe covers, uh, which is something that is really reserved for people working in theatre, in ICU and in high care. Then the next one I would like to touch on is the issue of the recruitment and the 10,000 healthcare workers that were referred to uh, by the president. The problem that we have here uh, as a country is a, is, a, is a problem of supply in terms of the human resources. Uh, I must say that, um, I mean, the minister and the president has gone out to say, if you know any doctor, who meets the regulatory requirements? We must note this one. That means that if there is any doctor who is registered with the council who's looking for a job, uh, the minister has gone out even through the medical uh, association, uh, SAMA, and the other structures to say, please submit those names. There should be no doctor who's unemployed during this time. Uh, so basically that has been opened and was it's an ongoing process. I must say that also with the competition that we're getting from the private sector, uh, currently uh, uh, we, we are actually even trying to recruit nurses through the nursing agencies. And they give you the numbers today, 
if you go back tomorrow, the numbers have changed because they, uh, we are actually getting from the same pool with the, uh, with the private sector. But I must also add that in terms of sharing of the resources with the private sector, the, the minister has actually uh, provided stewardship and we've actually even agreed with the private hospitals how they can assist us to manage the patient using the skills that are there, the beds that are there, the equipment that are there, and we've even agreed on the tariffs, which is a PDM tariff that we've agreed on, uh, which is actually a very good base for us even moving forward on how we're going to work with the private sector. And then uh, on the issue of the manager of Tembisa and other issues at Tembisa, I would like to request that I go back and discuss with my colleague in Houting and we provide a, 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 a thorough uh, response onto that one. Uh, I will stop there, Honorable Chair. A great chair. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Federal Minister. Thank you. I was just checking if the DM is ready to come in, but if not, we will proceed. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I just make, want to make a few comments on the uh, matters which have been raised by the honourable members. Firstly, uh, your concern about uh, compromising other services such as uh, HPV vaccines, uh, TB, HIV. Uh, we, are, we are quite uh, conscious of you know the risks um, as we focus on the. Uh, on the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, that uh, and, and it is quite uh, documented actually that we, we've we've had some kind of um, shortcomings in terms of um, the uptake of uh, patients coming through to the health facilities uh, to obtain treatment. That and also especially in terms of you know um, getting. Uh, new patients, uh, the, the testing on HIV, TB, uh, that there has been some fault line which we have noticed, and, and, and this is being attended to, to make sure that as we focus on the COVID-19, we don't then have a, a, a shortfall in terms of, you know, the other continuing burden of disease, communicable diseases such as H HIV and TB, and also non-communicable diseases, your, your diabetes, uh, your high blood pressure and, and cardiac diseases and so on that, um, you know, because we are, we are aware that, you know, it's it, it's both in terms of the facilities themselves uh, making the conditions quite conducive for uh, patients to come in to obtain services, but also we need to deal also with the fear because um, it is a known fact that also the community out there is also fearful in terms of getting into health facilities with a fear of um, of, of ending up with the COVID-19 infection. So these are matters which we're quite conscious of and we're trying to close that gap, not only in terms of the funds, the reprioritization of the funds, but also just in terms of making sure that we don't you know, deal with the pandemic on the one hand, but then end up with uh, many people uh, suffering and even dying from from other conditions which are quite prevalent in our country. So uh, a study has been done. We have um, actually established that this is a real risk and is a matter which we are dealing with. Just to add on what the uh, 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 other colleagues have already touched on, uh, the DG and the CFO on the issue of uh, the, the death of the, the the high rate of infection of health workers and resulting even in death and of course it doesn't end with health workers but also uh, in the area of education but our, our direct responsibility in this regard is especially in terms of the, the health workers now there are quite a number of uh, variable issues the quality of ppes and also the appropriate ppes as the dg has also mentioned but also we, we also need to also in you know uh, work with the unions and the, the workers organizations because it's a very uh, contact the virus contact the virus not only at the, at the workplaces but also in the community uh, but also so so 
the, the extent to which our health workers need to be protected. We have a direct responsibility at workplace in the health facilities, but also encourage them also to take care even when they are out of work. But it was also uh, picked up that even at work, sometimes is a human uh, kind of you know sh- shortcoming that when the, uh, the the staff are in the wards, in the casualties and so on, they will you know look after themselves uh, properly. But once there's a tea break, a lunch break, um, they attempt to lower the guards, you know, congregating big numbers, uh, sharing facilities and so on. So, so, uh, but it's a matter which indeed we are working with uh, um, the, the 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 trade unions, the worker representatives, uh, to make sure that the message in terms of the protection of our, our health workers can actually be taken up. We are indeed very concerned about the reputation of our health facilities. So we equally share the concern, and therefore we do uh, take steps. Uh, for instance the issue of Tembisa Hospital, George Mukari Hospital, working with our colleagues in the provinces, uh, we are making sure that uh, there is proper investigation where uh, there's been this kind of bridges because really it, it gives our health facilities a very bad name. You know, these are, these are uh, places where uh, very vulnerable people go in to get, to get help and, and, and if they then become very exposed to extremely you know dangerous situations uh, this doesn't augur well for our health facilities so indeed we're working with our colleagues uh, at the leadership at provincial level uh, to make sure that this can be thoroughly investigated where i mean uh, there, there have been various complaints but also in terms of prevention measures uh, going forward uh, let me stop the uh, honorable uh, chairperson Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. I think the colleagues have uh, covered <coughs> much of uh, the issues that uh, <coughs> have been raised. Uh, I think there are a number of them that we are going to request that we uh, be given opportunity to come back with the responses. The question of the, <coughs> uh, the various programs falling behind, uh, a lot of that happened during the lockdown, and we suspect that part of the problem would be what uh, happened then when there were challenges of transport. And secondly, I think the issue raised by DM of the fear of contracting the infection. Uh, but we, when we moved to level three, we actually activated the, all these services to make sure that people do come back uh, in large numbers. So we are monitoring that. Even on the side of the SANAC, we are looking at how to close that gap so that uh, we don't have those problems of uh, all these other uh, diseases which are under control recurring at this point. Um, The question of vacancies will be dealt with. The restructuring that we're discussing is really more uh, fixing the organogram at the head office level. Uh, Largely, people are in positions there, but the uh, question of vacancies can be made available as the DG has indicated. The question raised by Mr. Mlezana, the issue of the volunteers, uh, effectively, we have a category of workers we call community workers. The concept of community workers was designated many years back as more of a community service uh, cadership, who would be part-time, appointed or selected by the community, and then they would work for certain hours, visiting various hours in health, in health promotion, uh, uh, you know, dissemination of information, health information, and so on, promoting a good uh, healthy lifestyle, and also supporting on treatment, access to treatment on the various communities. And then they would have the time to go back and do their own work in their own homestead. So there had to be people that are accepted in the community, there had to be people that are also going to be um, designated as a part-time in that they'll work at certain times and then go back to uh, their own household duties. Over the period, um, this uh, cadership has um, uh, raised concerns because of the standardization needed 
in their management, and we are trying to facilitate that those issues be managed, as uh, the DG was indicating, others being managed by NGOs, government, and others, uh, you know, uh, conducted through various ways. So we're working on that. <clears throat> There's also a minimum wage that's been uh, accepted, and we agree with all of that. The only challenge, <clears throat> the only challenge is that uh, they were never actually created as a, a civil service post, uh, wherein you need a, a, a job description with um, with uh, advertisements, interviews and all of that. And so uh, that's not how they were necessarily supposed to be subjected to those processes. Now, when there's a demand for them to be taken as full-time employees, uh, there were no posts created in that way. Although in the system we've got close to 60,000. Uh, so that, that is the nature of this issue. Uh, some of them are getting unionized and then raising the issues uh, when in fact uh, the fundamental uh, structuring of the category uh, was not uh, envisaged to be that uh, kind of uh, um, a kind of category that will require uh, absorption into the uh, civil service. There are a number of hospitals and clinics that have been raised. We will have to get our teams to give us a report on those. I have been to some of them. Sulengama is a very it's a pathetic situation, which a hospital that really needs to be broken down and we're left <clears throat> with a, a instruction that uh, you know some uh, the, that uh, the reconstruction must happen in a slightly different site, and that uh, as soon as those are done, some of those uh, walls need to be collapsed and and, and, and broken down. Tsolo, uh, the clinic uh, is small. Uh, it needs to be expanded, and I also had given instruction for that process to be done. So we need to know where they are, where they are with that process. Maluti, I'm not aware, so I will follow that up. Lukaeni, Lukakeni, I can't recall what was the name. Edman Frame will also just check on this. So we'll talk about them. The concern we have is quite serious about the <clears throat> numbers of health workers who get infected and as, as well as those who pass away. Just this morning, I was talking to uh, the uh, CEO of Pulusong Hospital that just lost one medical officer.
actually, uh, you know, having a challenge. Right now, we have uh, gone all out to say we'll buy the ventilators from the uh, CSIR. Uh, and for me, that's, a, that's good enough. It's a good start. Uh, but also, the question has to be, uh, beyond that, we have to actually lay off a kind of guarantees for those uh, for those uh, industries that must work within the within the within the country. So those are some of the issues that we have to discuss. Uh, maybe we will have time to talk about those. The other issues of health uh, conditions, uh, socio-economic conditions, and uh, quality of um, life in the community in as a relationship to the health of the nation. Those are continuous discussions that we, we get engaged in, and obviously uh, <clears throat> there are on the ground health inspectors or environmental health officers who have to actually raise those issues uh, and then therefore try and redirect where the the, the, the um, budgets, uh, the spending of municipalities and other uh, provincial level where they need to go. But it's a very tricky issue because it's about planning, it's about coordination, it's about uh, coterminous uh, uh, administration where uh, some of the aspects taken from municipalities must actually be useful as the provincial and national government are planning at that level. The other issues that have been raised, the issue of the child in George Mukari is a very sad one. We were briefed by the CEO. All I can say at this point is that we've actually handed the matter over to the police. It's a serious crime, and therefore whatever would have happened here, we want to make sure that justice uh, justice prevails and that uh, uh, the law takes its course. And so we have uh, said that the investigation must continue. Whilst uh, when it gets concluded, of course, we'll be doing both the uh, internal as well as the criminal investigations and actions thereof. We will take the uh, details from the members to follow up the issues of the conditions of Ward 7, Ward 16, and all the families that have got uh, complaints that they've raised about the treatment of their, of their, of their members. Then, uh, of course, at the end of the day, we have to take responsibility. We have to take action on those who uh, uh, are not de delivering the uh, expected level of care. And uh, if there's any uh, negligence, we have to take responsibility on those members as the uh, Honorable Kaiser has been raising the issue. The question of infrastructure that's going to be uh, postponed will make available to, 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 the, to the committee and that uh, the detail on the CEO of Tembisa would like to get more so that we know how to investigate the matter. It would be difficult to deal with it on a hearsay basis. So with the me members having some concrete information, we look forward to that uh, being received on our side. Quality of sanitizers and PPEs, uh, again, uh, we would have to, uh, you know, there are standard standard. Uh, uh, you know, standards for quality on those particular matters. Uh, but if there's any department that procures uh, sanitizers and uh, PPEs, they should actually, as a department, take care of uh, ensuring that there's quality assurance at that level. However, those are things that will be prepared to follow up uh, if there are areas where, where it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's uh, uh, there are specific complaints that we can deal with. The unions we work with, uh, particularly to promote occupational health and safety committees to make sure that on the challenges of safety, PPE supplies, and the, you know, the, the, the training of the staff so that we have an effective team that's able to look after patients with COVID-19. And so we're working very closely. We're finding this very, very helpful. And so we hope that with time we'll be able to deal with those. We have been concerned by about a number of reports, negative can reports about Okay, thank you. That was my last point, uh, Chairperson, and that is we're concerned about the uh, issues raised about the conditions of uh, health uh, in the institutions in the Eastern Cape. Currently, I've got a whole team that's going through to make a quick evaluation. They've given the preliminary report, and therefore we're going to be taking the necessary actions to uh, bolster the management in that area so that we are able to get the best response uh, in anticipation of the increasing numbers on COVID-19. The rest of the details we can deal with when there are specific uh, uh, discussions are about those. But we just simply say we are aware of these issues. We will therefore be uh, um, uh, getting our, our teams to attend to them. And hopefully we should be able to get those turned around 
because we do want to make sure that uh, our institutions are ready to serve our people and make sure that we've got a turnaround and fewer people dying and fewer people uh, you know, getting affected negatively by the mobility due to COVID-19. Thank you very much, Chairperson. At this point, I'd like to um, uh, hand over back to you. Thank you. Um, uh, thank you so much, uh, Honorable uh, Minister uh, Dr. Zulim Kize. And as, I, as, and as I said, with your full bench, um, we know that you are, we are very busy at, at this time. And I think as the, as, as the committee, uh, we'd like just to wish you